From architecture to painting and sculpture, literature to live music and theater, Radio 111 presents Bonnie G and Brian Mendoza with The Desert Scene, your connection to culture and entertainment in the desert cities. Here's Bonnie and Brian. And welcome to The Desert Scene. I'm your host, Bonnie G, here with uh, John McMullen filling in with producer duties today. Really excited to have on the show Carlin McDonald, who is the founder and president of Barky LaRue's House of Love Animal Sanctuary. I love that name. Hi, Carlin. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. So uh, I was such so honored to be one of the singers at a benefit that we did in September, September 21st at PS Underground, Bash for the Barkies, to help raise money for this uh, wonderful organization. So uh, I just want to read this real quick. Your goal is to provide care and end-of-life options for abandoned seniors and, in some cases, very injured senior animals. Um, has been your goal. And um, you rescued over 110 abandoned, neglected, and hospice senior dogs. What made you you decide to um, start this organization? Well, even from the time I was a child, I would rescue dogs off the street and take them to my vet. And um, over 10 years ago, we rescued a dog from a divorce shelter when we lived in Claremont who was uh, as badly abused and damaged as could be, except for cancer and Cushing's. So, and she was a senior. So we felt so very bad for her that it just set something off that senior dogs, senior humans, senior cats shouldn't spend the rest of their lives, the end of their lives, you know, living in a shelter or living without love mm-hmm. and care. Yeah. And um, that's how we started. And um, so the sanctuary, do, do, you, do you want to say where, where it is? I'm not sure where it is, or do you want to mention We're that? We're located in Sky Valley. We don't Kevin. usually publicize the name because okay. we don't want... People dumping right. their dogs in right. that I, location, but we're in Sky Valley. Yeah. Okay. And how do you how do you normally how do these dogs come to you? How do you find them usually? We have a couple of people that uh, we network with, and um, we get probably a, at least a third of our animals from the Coachella Valley Animal Campus, um, which is the county facility over on uh, in Thousand Palms mm-hmm. and on Petland Place, and then um, we work with other. Uh, networkers or other rescues who um, help us either pull them for us um, and we are their forever foster or we find them and adopt them just to get them here where they will uh, live. Now we do have some fosters. We have forever fosters who have some senior dogs with them that are not critical. Mm -hmm. And but those that look like they might be at the end of their lives or have medical challenges don't go anywhere but here. Yeah. And um, so obviously you have a ve- veterinary folks on staff, I'm assuming. Uh, we have a very good relationship with Banning Veterinary Clinic and Banning. They are extraordinary. I, veterinary care is so important to us. And, I mean, we've had good veterinary care, but the relationship we have with Banning is, is exceptional, the, the way they treat us and, we just love the vets, and they've taken such good care of the dogs that mm-hmm. we, you know, some of the hospice dogs are definitely long-term hospice. Yeah. And so how many folks would you say are on staff, or does it take to keep uh, Barky LaRue's House of Love running? Well, um, interestingly, you should mention that. Um, there's Carlin, there's Alex, we call the dog father, who has a full-time job but also does full-time work here, and then a woman named Lisa Balderos who's... Uh, um, helps us. She's a retired vet nurse, and so her knowledge 
and um, exceptional gentleness and kindness with the dogs, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, we do get donations of food. We get donations of blankets and medicine when people lose their animals. And we do get, you know, been greatly appreciated donations of money because it really takes a lot to run Barky. And um, that's, there's no other administrative staff. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no co- administrative costs at all to Barky. We purchased the house the sanctuary is in and um, everything about that property we manage okay personally how did you come up with i love barky larue how did you come up with that name well the dog that we rescued from divorce name was bella we named her bella and um we always make up names for the dogs mm-hmm. and we called her barky larue because she was barky okay and it's also we call it's her french stripper name so uh, okay. <laughs> okay. barky larue is, is that's where we came with um you know so she's always in our hearts and our minds and uh and there she is and uh, on, on average, I'm sure obviously it changes, but about how many dogs would you say you have on site in, in, on a given day? Uh, well, according to the county regulations, we're only allowed 10 animals mm-hmm. on site, so we never go over that. Okay. All right. And uh, also, I'm looking at some notes about you. Um, you are also the author of the Every Woman Guides to Equality and founder of Change in Our Lifetime, an e- e- equality nonprofit uh, for college w- women and men. So tell us about the book. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I think that on the basic level, everything that relates to women relates to equality. You know, poor uh, equality when it comes to medical care. Um, the aspirin study, for example, was done only on men and never on women. Women, which is interesting, since they're recommending maybe women don't take aspirin uh, as they had earlier. Um, even um, just everything: work, medicine, you know, recreation. Costs are higher, or access is uh, less, and. So I wanted to write a book that every woman who may not know about what my vision of inequality in this country for women is, I wanted to write a very basic book like a conversation that would explain why I think women are at such a disadvantage um, because it's, you know, seems like an insurmountable situation, but also because it it's encompasses every part of our lives. Mm-hmm. And... Um, because I feel like if women really understood, and sometimes I guess cared, that they are being treated continuously with a lack of respect verbally, in writing, by the insurance company, mm-hmm. by the car dealer, yep. all these different places, they might actually care enough to do something about it, like vote. Yeah, yeah, vote. And it's just, and even little things. I mean, haircuts, dry cleaning. I mean, just little things like that. It's everything is more, is, you know, worse for women, more expensive Absolutely. for women. When, when, did, when, when did the book come out? How long has it been out? Uh, well, you know, Corona is like one year, which is two or three. Um, I'd say it's about five or six years old. Okay. So we're going to update the statistics in it. But the statistics for the number of women, for example, that are murdered by an uh, uh, intimate partner yeah. and the uh, number of um, gun violence deaths. The that's number go- of women that's under, gone up, you know, I would guess. Has that gone up? Well, they, yeah, but the, they haven't changed enough to be like, oh, this is a this is a reduction. Yeah. It isn't. You know, I mean, the issue with women and domestic violence and sexual assault or rape um, is such a incredible one. I mean, police departments, as good as they are, 
have backlogs of rape kits. In the country, the last count was there were over 400,000 oh, backlogged rape kits. And that's only in the states that count them. I think yeah. there are half of our states don't count the, back, the, the number of backlogs they have. So you can see right there that, you know, government doesn't really care about women getting raped. There's yeah. no money being put towards that to try to solve that issue. And I can't think of anything more horrific. Yeah. Um, and so. tell us a little bit about the uh, change in our lifetime, uh, the nonprofit. Um, that is no longer functioning, but in its time, I did workshops at uh, college campuses um, and uh, conferences to talk about what equality is, how women can be young, women can be respectful of themselves, mm-hmm. um, you know, treat themselves with respect, show respect to others, you know, um, stand up for themselves in a work environment and uh, in also intimate relationships and um um it just you know college and universities mostly public don't have a lot of of revenue so it became a problem for them to be able to find revenue and um so some of those workshops just weren't being done yeah yeah it's kind of sad because i felt like that was important for college campuses because that's where it all starts you know the number of women who are raped on campus is I think 25% of all college women are raped. I don't really like to use sexually assaulted because I feel like it makes it too, you know, it kind of uh, makes it a little bit desensitizing. Not, I like the word rape because it is in your face. In your face, yeah, 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 yeah. totally. I totally get that. Well, let's go back to Bark of the Roof for a second. What have you learned Personally, what have you learned from the experiences you've had with these senior dogs? Oh, my God. Um, the animals are the most forgiving creatures in, in just ever, ever, mm-hmm. in, 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 ever, period. Yeah. Um, that even at their worst, they still show love. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're just the most amazing interesting such personalities mm-hmm. you know they they surprise us every single day a dog that's 20 years old you know we have one that's 20 and a half now and uh we just rescued betsy who is pretty pretty decrepit and um was abused and everything and you know she comes in the kitchen and uh, looks at me like she wants a little more food mm-hmm. it's just that moment or yeah. the moment they put their paw on you it's yes. just the amount of love that they're willing to give in spite of their circumstances, is extraordinary. Yeah. It, and uh, I also learned that I, I really don't like people because <laughs> people don't, I mean, I don't want to say hate because that's too strong a word, but okay. Yeah. Um, the way they treat their animals, I mean, if you look at the lost and found pages in our valley, yeah. their dog, people always, dogs are out all the time. They're being killed by cars, which I can't think of anything worse for an animal to suffer. Um, you know, just, it's it's extraordinary, the... And spay and neuter. I mean, if anything, if I could choose one thing I would want, I would want California to have a spay and neuter law because yes. the shelters are overflowing. It's just insane. Yeah. But um, yeah, the, but if I had to, yeah, love, love. pure love is what yeah. comes from an animal. I, the thing, I, I'm, I'm surprised too. I see so many the things on online on Facebook. The dog lost, dog out. Well, what are these people doing with their dogs? Do they not have a fence? Do they? I mean, all how do they, all these dogs get out all the time? It seems like a real well, a epidemic. A lot of them are commodities. I mean, it's like they love their dog, but they're busy. Yeah. You know, if you know your pool guy's coming or your gardener is, uh, lock the lock the yeah 
door, lock the dog inside or threaten your, you know, and pool guy or gardener not to let your dog out. Yeah. You know, I mean, we have double, I mean, we would never, first of all, we live very remotely. So a dog getting out here that we can't get back, never going to get again because there's nothing between us and the mountains. Yeah. So we have a six foot fence, um, snake, rattlesnake fenced, and the entrances to our house are all double gated. Yeah. So yeah. if they get out one area, they can't get. They cannot get out unless we actively let them out. Mm-hmm. If somebody so, wants, I mean, we're, I'm sorry. Yes. If somebody wants to help, donate, volunteer, etc., is there a website? How would they get a hold of you? They can. Um, we have a website, Barky Larue, B A R K E E L A R O U X dot org. We're active on Facebook. There's a donate button on our Facebook page. Um, Facebook doesn't take fees out like PayPal and Venmo are doing now. My number is 909-964-3187. We're always looking for somebody that might want to come and pet a few dogs. And uh, we're always looking for people who are generous with their um, financial resources. Yeah. Well, I have to say, I mean, I have two big dogs at home. I'm a, uh, you know, dog lover. I just don't understand the way some people treat their dogs. Thank you so much for putting this organization together and doing the work that you do because it's just so, so crucial. And, you know, God bless you and the staff there. It's just, I mean, you're doing something that's crucial. I have to thank you because if it wasn't for you and people that came that night, this was our very first fundraiser, fundraiser. And Mm -hmm. if it wasn't for you and the beautiful singing, I mean, I just am so extraordinarily honored by it. And I want to thank you. So thank you so much. Thank you, Carla. If you want me there next time, I'll be there. Absolutely. Carla McDonald, thank you so much. Barky LaRue, check it out, House of Love. And we'll see you guys next time on The Desert Scene.